0: Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. I came to break a promise this morning, okay? Uh, since January, I've been preaching a series of sermons entitled, Your Journey. And I told you last week, we'd come back today, and I would do a sermon explaining the process of walking with God. Well, I'm not. I prepared for it. It was an amazing sermon, by the way. Uh, I planned for it right up until about two o'clock yesterday afternoon. Uh, But uh, about two o'clock, I began to have some different thoughts and realized I think this is coming from God. With reluctance, I got to be honest with you. I pulled off of that amazing, astounding sermon that I had prepared to share with you, and I just got some things that I need to say to you. As the family of Golden Corner Church. I probably won't be late. Uh These are good days at Golden Corner. And I would say, in my personal opinion, in the 20 years that I've been here, these are the best days that I've experienced at our church. And you may be asking, what do you base that on? People are finding Christ. That's a big part of it. For the past few months, we've had lots of new people coming to check out Golden Corner. And a matter of fact, look around. We've, we've put out more chairs. And other than the spit zone, I know, I understand what's going on here. You, gotta, you can't sit in that first row without a raincoat. You can't do it. He'll get all cranked up and spit flies everywhere. I get it, I get it. And... Uh, New people have been coming in, lots of them, and and a substantial number of those people stayed at Golden Corner. And some of those who stayed have accepted Christ already this year. Matter of fact, we've seen a lot of people uh, this year so far accept Christ. And that's exciting to me because what is our mission here? Our mission is to help people find Christ. And so that's happening, and I think that's exciting to me. But also, the second part of our mission is we help people follow Christ. When it comes to adults, we have a a vehicle here we use primarily to help people follow Christ, and they're our life groups. Uh, Currently, we have more life groups than we've ever had. We've got 18 life groups meeting at Golden Corner Church. Eighteen. And that's more than ever. We have uh, more people more uh, from our congregation who are in life group than ever before. A greater percentage than ever before. And we got people waiting to get in a life group. Which tells me we got a whole lot of people really wanting to follow Christ, recognizing I'm going to need some help. So help me get connected with others who are trying to do the same that will help me. And so... I look at our church, and and maybe on a scale more than ever, we're fulfilling our mission. We're helping people find and follow Christ. Now, to those of you who are new, I need to say something to you. Thank you. Thank you for giving us a shot. Uh, Thanks for coming back. Thank you for choosing, I think, at this point in time to put down roots here and make this your home. You know what new people do for a congregation? Uh, When new people show up and they stay, it's encouraging to us, it it motivates us. I mean, it's kind of like a cool breeze on a hot August South Carolina afternoon when new people show up at your church and say, We're getting something, we're getting so much out of this, we've chosen to make this our church. And I want to thank you because you are indeed so much of an encouragement to all of us. But in particular this morning, I want to say something to the group that I'm calling Long Timers. Lynn and I, we, we, were, we were riding around in the mountains yesterday and we were talking. And I began to think about all the people who are a part of Golden Corner Church who have been here for years and years and years. Because that's not trendy today. The trendy thing today is to change churches every two or three years. There's so many of you that haven't. You just dug in deep and you let your roots grow down into this church and you committed to Golden Corner Church. And I want you to know that I'm grateful for that. Uh, you you stayed at Go to Corner Church when the easiest thing in the world might have been to go, whew, I'm out of here. I think about our build. I love our building, Keevan and Danny. I-, I love our building. a matter of fact, I like our facility better than any church building I've ever been in. But for you long-timers... You remember the odyssey that it was to get into a building. So many twists and turns, so many disappointments. The easiest thing in the world would have been to say, I'm leaving this group of gypsies and I'm going to go find me a church with a house that they meet in that's their own. And you did not, you stayed the course. And, and so many of you, it would have been so easy as you see an influx of newcomers for, for the long timers go, I am so tired, let them do this for a while. I'm going to take a sabbatical from serving and get, you know what? You didn't. You're still faithful. You need to know, that means something to me. How many of you have seen the movie Lonesome Dove? Okay, me and two others. How many of you seen Lonesome Dove? Come on now. Because if you haven't seen Lonesome Dove, I can tell you what you need to do this afternoon. You know? In Lonesome Dove, there's a character named Dietz. He was one of my heroes. Of course, Captain Cole is my primary he- hero. But I loved old Dietz. And unfortunately, there was a, it came a chapter in their journey where Dietz was killed. And, and I hate to tell you that because when I think of you, I think of Dietz. And I'm not wishing you any ill will. But after they bury old Dietz in the lonesome prairie, Captain Call carves out a makeshift grave marker. And this is what he said of Dietz. Faithful in all weathers. When I think of you long-timers, that's the phrase that comes back to my mind every time. Man, I am so fortunate to serve with a group of men and women who have proven to be faithful faithful. In all weathers I tell you something I'm thankful for going Golden Corner I'm thankful that we are a healthy church There, there are a lot of churches that are dead There are a lot of churches That are very sick And I'm not saying this to try to In a condescending tone I'm grateful that Golden Corner Church is a healthy church I, I think perhaps The healthiest that we have Ever been Uh Say, what do you mean by that? We have something that money can't buy. You couldn't put together enough money to, to buy this. We have unity. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody here agrees on every minor theological detail. That's not what that means. It doesn't mean that we all agree on the methodology we should employ to to fulfill our mission. We don't all agree on that. Let me tell you what we've all done. We've all chosen to agree to disagree and pool our resources together for one common cause. We're going to help people find and follow Christ. we got unity. We don't have factions here warring against one another so that they can hopefully get their way in some situation. We don't have powerful personalities lobbying for control in some way. I'm telling you what we have. We have peace that comes from the wonderful gift of unity. We have that here at Golden Corner Church. I'm grateful for that. Last Sunday night, we did something here called the Servies. And I don't know if you've ever seen the television show, The Office. You ever seen The Office? Anybody seen The Office? Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they had this annual thing called the Dundies, and that's where the idea came from. And the surveys were all about honoring our volunteers. And uh, if you're here, uh, did, did you enjoy it? Did, did you enjoy that? It was insanely Good. Now, emphasis on insane. If you, if you, if you were here, you kind of know what I'm talking about. But we wanted to honor those who, who volunteer. And, and, and a lot of people showed up. And there were some that couldn't show up. And I hate that for you. But I want you to know that we value your service here. We value the fact that you are a volunteer. It takes an army of volunteers to do church. And I, I think last Sunday night I saw that more clearly than ever before. Uh, we filled up this room. Men and women, young men and women, who volunteer here every week. I was moved. I was impressed at the number of people who were here. Uh, I got a, had a good friend who told me recently, said, our church is about to go to two services. What advice you got for me? I said, well, I think your preacher will do fine, you know. You can always sleep late on Monday morning. I think your worship team will probably fare well. But I'm going to tell you where the challenge is going to be. Getting enough volunteers to do two children's ministries every Sunday morning. Because that's the ministry that needs the most volunteers. Anyway, double that. That's your challenge. So it takes a ton of volunteers. And and many of you have volunteered. I want to thank another group of people this morning. I thank our volunteers. But some of you serve faithfully and you don't really have a title. but you're faithful. Some of you serve this church in an incredible way because you pray for us. You pray for each other. You pray for the church. You pray for the staff. And man, you don't miss a beat. You're faithful to do that. What a difference you're making in this church through your prayers. Some of you serve through means of encouragement. You've just got a gift. You have a knack. You just you just seem to know the timing when somebody needs just the right word, and you know just the right words to say. And so you're just constantly saying little things, and maybe doing little things that encourage people, that lift their spirits. You don't have a title. No, nobody elected you into that role, but God gave you a gift and an ability, and you're using it faithfully. I want you to know something. You're making a difference. Some of you serve by inviting people to church. I know people in this church whose work schedule will not allow them to volunteer. But you know what they do? Every week, 8, 10, 12 times, they're inviting people to come join us at going Corner Church. And I think that's interesting. You know where a lot of these new people came from? They wouldn't have been here if those people had not been faithful to invite. And I want you to know that, that I know that. And some of you, you serve within the context of your life group. A lot of our life groups are becoming very mission-oriented. They're looking for ways to work together to impact lives. And, and even though you don't have a title here, you, you are heavily involved with your group and reaching out to other people and caring for them. Thank you. Thanks to all of you who put something back into Golden Corner Church. I shared this with a group last week. People are coming and staying because they're getting a lot out of Golden Corner, and they're getting a lot out of Golden Corner because you're putting so much into Golden Corner. You've heard the old statement, you get out of a church what you put into it. I think that's true, but I, I, t- I think the greater truth is this. Others get out of a church what you put into it i want to thank those of you giving Did you notice i just cut my mic off when i start talking about giving did you get you catch that i got you crocker <laughs> we're going to silence him on this and some of you are like hey, listen to me it takes a lot of money to run a church did you know that now, you don't like to hear this, and I don't like to talk about it. You go back, you read the Old Testament, read the New Testament, God's work always required funding, and guess who funded God's work? The United States government. <laughs> no! God's people have always funded God's work. At Go to Corner Church, it takes us about $550,000 a year to do church. And that's being as frugal and as careful as we can possibly be. That's $550,000, and guess what? It, it comes in every year. Now, we're not lying awake at night going, how will we? Oh, man, what will we? No, that's not happening. I wish we took in more for two reasons. I'd like to pay this building off sooner than we're supposed to. And secondly, I wish we were putting some money back to perhaps build the students their own place. We don't have enough to do that, but I'm thankful for what's coming in. Now, the experts say that in a church, about 20% of the people give 80% of the money, and 80% of the people provide the other 20%. Now, I called our resident expert, Tim McCall, this morning, and I said, "Do you th-, so if, if this is not true, I'm blaming it on Tim McCall 100%. I said, Tim, it, would you say that's an accurate description of a golden corner? He said, probably is, which means that about 80% of the people here provide $100,000 a year. And I want you to know something. Thankful for everything you give. I'm not, I'm not saying what I'm saying in order to make you feel bad or, or make you feel guilty, anything like that. But I need to say something to the 20% who are providing $450,000 a year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, God is using that money to finance a work where lives are being changed. And, and I just want to say thank you for that. I, I'm excited about it like our church has taken on a, a new attitude toward missions for a long time we, we did one foreign mission trip a year and then we added the carpenters for christ john and, and this year we've added another mission trip we've already been to el salvador i, I like this mentality that i see surfacing that we want to we want to participate in more missions You know, my prayer is, and that's something that the leaders are praying about. And I'm praying that as we become more and more mission minded, that dollars will begin to flow in that direction because I think we've got a chance to make a difference in people's lives outside of the United States of America. I want to thank a couple of groups of people. I want to thank our trustees. So what are these trustees trustees are essentially advisors to the full time pastors and I'm full time I'm the senior pastor Tim McCall's full time he's the lead pastor Scott Lee's full time he's the associate pastor and we have four trustees and their primary responsibility is to give us advice uh, I'm just looking to see if any of them are in the room here is Mike Hartman in the room Mike stand up no stand up that raising of the hand is not going to be adequate uh, is Kevin Robinson in the room nope uh, Jared Lowry, you in the room? Nope. Keith Harvey, what about that? I got th- three trustees that just laid out of church today. Here I'm bragging on them. <laughs> no, nah, they're they're counting. I'm sure they're counting money. And uh, but these guys, I, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm grateful for them. They're honest men. And and we as the pastors depend on their honesty. We want they've got to speak truth to us. And they got to be willing to to, to to tell us that an idea is bad. You know, even when they know it's going to hurt our feelings, they've they got to be willing to do that. And these men are. But let me tell you what I'm excited about. Now, these men love this church, and they're devoted to this church, but they also love the, the staff and their families, and they're devoted to us. Uh, our commitment this year was to learn how to pray and really pray. And that's something we're doing together. Uh, you know, when we have our normal trustees meeting with the three pastors, we don't talk over a lot of business. We're not hashing out a lot of dollars and cents, and what do you think we need to do on this bank? Should we put mulch or should we put rock, what? No, no, listen, you know what we started doing. Once a month, we gather right here, man, about right where I'm standing. And we get in a circle, and we pray our hearts out for going to going to church. I think it's making a difference, and I think the further we go, we're going to feel more and more of a difference. Well, I want to say this. I want to say that I'm incredibly grateful for the staff that I work with. And I've already mentioned Tim, our lead pastor, and Scott, our associate pastor. Most of the staff are young. You know, you've got me, who's 60. You've got Scott Lee, who's 75. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. I could not resist that. And uh, he's really 70. And so... Uh, <laughs> Most of them are young, and and I've had the the opportunity this year to start meeting with them once a month by themselves. And the first conversation we had was about their ministries. And I ask a lot about what are you doing, what are you facing, what are the challenges, what are your successes, where are you taking this, what's your plan. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm super impressed with every one of them. I am super impressed with every person who serves on the staff at this church. Uh, We had a big, big goal. And if you want to know what's on the horizon for Golden Corner, what is the greatest need here? What, what is the staff and the leaders, what are you trying to accomplish next? Here's what we want next. It's a big, big deal. We want the Holy Spirit of God to be given more freedom at Golden Corner to do whatever He wants to do and all those things that none of us can do. That's what we want. Talked a little bit about Him last week. and I'm not, That's one of those series that's coming up. It's about the Holy Spirit. I want to introduce you to Him And tell you what he came to do and how we can cooperate with him to a greater degree. But that's our, but we understand that if we're going to create an environment where he is really free, we've got to make some changes and we've got to make some commitments that create that environment. We've got to be committed to the word of God, learning it, teaching it, following it. All of us, it's got to be across the board. We've got to be more committed to praying. We've got to be more committed to actually intentionally trying to help people come to Christ. And we've got to be more committed to intentionally helping one another continue to follow Christ. Four big habits. And so this was the goal of your staff at the beginning of the year. This is the year that I'm going to nail it. This is the year that I'm going to, I'm going to look at my life. Whatever areas are weak, I'm going to shore them up because this is the goal of your staff. We're going to set the pace on this. We're going to take the initiative. We're setting the example. Now, my second conversation with them was about these four areas of their life. And I was greatly encouraged. They meant what they said. I appreciate this staff because they make my job a lot easier. You know, man, it hadn't been a few years ago. I'm thinking, please, God, retirement. Please, God, retirement. Anytime soon, retirement. Something changed. I think it was the staff. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it now like I might not ever retire. Uh-huh. I might just stay right on, you know? And it's because they, they do such good work. They're a great team. But, man, I, I tell you, they not only make my job easier, they make my job fun. I, I, w- I came up Friday afternoon. I knew the building would be vacant. And I, I'm thinking, what? I text Lynn going to stop by the church and spend some time alone in prayer. I go straight to my office and it was my office door is closed. Well, that's odd. So I open the door and I want you to see who I met in my office. <laughs> now once I got my composure and I was glad nobody else was here but me. I thought, man, they're so much fun And how do they have that much time on their hands? <laughs> I wish you could have been in our staff meeting Monday Because I tell you what, we we're looking for the title for my next series And they were absolutely no help to me at all But boy, we had fun Tears were flowing down our cheeks They make, it's great to love your job And to love the people you work with Because they make your job easier and fun at the same time I love these guys I want to thank you for something, for letting me teach the Bible. You say, what else would you do? Well, me personally, I'm kind of locked into that. But it's not a trendy thing anymore. I, you know what I like to do time, if I'm en route to McCormick? I like to listen to preachers. If I'm out doing yard work, I like listening to preachers. I'm going to say something again. I don't mean to sound condescending or judgmental. It's hard to find preachers worth listening to. So typically, I just listen to myself. (laughs) But uh, I got to admit, it's getting a little old. I I know what the next line's going to be, you know. I wish I were joking. It, it, the other day, I was at the Rifle Range, and I met this wonderful Christian gentleman. And uh, he told me the church he went to. I said, I've heard of your church. I said, I've heard of your pastor. He said, uh, you need to subscribe to my pastor's podcast because he's a brilliant communicator. He's the second person who had told me that. So I couldn't wait to get home. I thought, I'm i finding me a, a preacher that I can listen to. And he's, he's the pastor of what is known as one of the fastest growing churches in America because I, I Googled that and looked it up. So we'll go to his pocket. Lynn and I sit down and say, I think I got us a preacher. So we listen to him and we're we're kind of confused. Okay, hadn't said anything about the Bible yet, but he'll get to it. He'll get to it. You well, know, 15 minutes later, we well, still at not he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And, and he's saying, I'm going to tell you people how to have more time so that you can do more of the things you want to do. I thought, well that's odd. I thought he would have said so you could serve God, you could help your fellow man. I'm going to show you how I'm like, okay, we caught him on a bad day. Let's go to another one. We're listening, and, and he, okay, no Bible, no Bible, no Bible. Okay, he referred to a verse way back over here somewhere. No Bible. I'm going to tell you folks how to have more money, not so you can give it away and help. I'm going to tell you how to have more money so you can buy more of the things you want. And I'm thinking, oh, he's had a couple of bad Sundays here. We, we, we continue to listen, and I, I stopped it, and I said, do you catch the theme here, Lynn? I'm going to tell you why he's pastoring one of the fastest growing churches in America. He's telling people what they want to hear. You know what we all want to hear? Tell me to have more of what I want. Just tell me how to have more of what I want. Now, it's a trend I see big in contemporary churches. they got this figured out. If we just tell them what they want to hear, they're coming, they're coming. They're bringing their money. We can use their money to build elaborate, you know, we can have elaborate paychecks, elaborate facilities. All we got to do is tell them. Now, let me tell you the problem with that. Uh, That's really fulfillment of a prophecy. Paul told Timothy in the last days, there'll be teachers that raise up that get this figured out, and they're going to tell people what they want to hear. In other words, they're going to scratch where they itch, and they're going to come out in great numbers. What, what, what did Jesus say? You've got to lose your life to find it. Now, you preach that, and they'll, they'll cancel your television contract. you got to lose your life to find it. Jesus said, hey, do you want to follow me? It means you got to take up your cross. Now, that doesn't sound exciting, does it? you got to take up your cross and die every day of your life. That won't get you revivals, a book, a book deal. Think about what Paul said in, in, in Galatians 2.20. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. He said, you know what? I'm, I'm dead to the world, and the world's dead to me. I've got to be honest with you, inside of every pastor, there's this temptation to go the other way. I could, we could fill this building up ten times on Sunday if I changed my message and said, if you'll come, I'll tell you how to get more of what you want. We could fill it up. Uh, I'm not planning on doing that. I've never been called to fill up a building as many times as I could or to pastor the biggest church in the county or the most popular church in the county. Do you know what I've been called to do? Preach the word. Just find out what God's going in his mind and share it with people. Not only do you let me do that, Nobody's come to me and said, I tell you, I got an angle on this, Ron. If you just kind of lay off on the commitment and the sacrifice and the lay off on that stuff, talk more about what we really, nobody has ever done it. I serve a church that not only allows me to preach the word, you want it. You encourage it. Do you have any idea how much that means to me, how liberating that is for me, how much joy I find that I, I don't have to make any compromises, I can just preach the book, and, and I got a church that will allow me to do that. And I thank you guys for that. He said, Ronnie, where did all this come from? Me and Linda coming down the road. Yesterday we were riding through the mountains. She'd been studying the Old Testament. She said, Have you ever noticed how many festivals and celebrations the Jews had a year? I said, Well, I hadn't really thought about it. She said, It's amazing. They were always stopping to have a big feast and celebrate and party. She said, I've learned something about God through my studies. God loves to party. You know what the celebrations were all about? God would say, all throughout the year, I want you to call a timeout. I want you to stop everything you're doing. And I want you to to evaluate your life and what I've done for you. And I want you to recognize how I've blessed you. And I want you to celebrate it. I want you to be thankful for it. I want you to celebrate it. And man, right there in that Honda Accord on Highway 64, before we got into Frontland, this is what God said to me. I'm blessing the socks off of Golden Corner right now. Do you see it? Do you see it? Because here's what I want. I want the congregation to see it. Because all of you need to be celebrating the fact that I am active in Golden Corner and that I am blessing it and that I am using it. So, I tell you what, I came here today to point out to you that these are some of the best days in the life of Golden Corner Church. Don't miss it. Enjoy it. Be thankful for it. Celebrate it. Now, I had another goal this morning. I wanted to give you a gift. You get 10 extra minutes for your Sunday. You're free to go. Thank you. (laughs)